Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. (laughs) Boom, I'm in the room. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, Everyday Conversations Regarding Mental Health. You notice uh, we've got a behind-the-scenes camera on this shot, so um, you can see what I'm doing. I've got I've got a new little bit of a setup. I've got I've now got a teleprompter where I'm, I'm looking at uh, you directly, so I can see what you're up to out there. Um, so, as always, because there's nothing got a telly, you might as well watch me, and we're coming live from the old Hill Manor. Um. So every week on a Tuesday, we have the live quiz. Um, if you've not gone into the live quizzes yet, there's there's a link in the descriptions uh, to have a look at this week's that's just gone up. And you can go back and do it after the event. Um, it was all to do with Valentine's and the 14th of February. So uh, feel free to go and have a go at that. Um, evening, Chris. Evening, Catherine. Um, I can see people are dropping in already. So if you're out there, um, give us the old thumbs up. Uh, say hi in the chat box. Uh, join in the conversation. So everyday conversations regarding mental health, what we're trying to do with this channel is to bring discussions about mental health into everyday conversations. We're trying to make it normal. We're trying to destigmatize uh, all the aspects around mental health whether it be suicide, whether it be um, bereavement, death, uh, addictions. Um, And this evening we're going to be talking about anxiety and depression and we're going to look at um, how it affects people and how you can recognise it in somebody else or in, in, in yourself. And we're going to look at some coping strategies on how to cope with it. So that's what we're going to be doing this evening. Um, so obviously you can you can also, uh, if you're feeling particularly generous and you've got a couple of quid to spare, you can buy me a coffee. <laughs> there's there's the Q code and all the rest of it in there to, to buy me. It's, it's not compulsory, by the way. Oh, just going back. Um, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the channel already, um, click the subscribe button. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Um, and it just helps. Uh, also, you can you can obviously give us a thumbs up and click the bell icon uh, once you've subscribed. And what that does is if you click all, you can get notified when I go live. So moving on then. So as I said, um, this evening we're going to be looking at uh, another avenue of mental health. And we're gonna, I've got a couple of guests lined up. Uh, to have a chat about it this evening. And we're going to look at um, depression, how it manifests itself, and give you some coping strategies, how you can notice it in somebody or notice it in somebody else um, or in yourself. Yeah, get it right. So, um, so we've got a couple of people in already tonight. Great, love it. Um, Catherine, as always, uh, staunch supporter of myself. Um, 
And Chris. Chris, we worked with um, a while back. Uh, he's also a poacher. Got to love the poachers. Best regiment in the British Army. Um, so what I'll do is uh, I'll bring my first guest in. Now, this guest um, I met through uh, VOS, which is the Volunteer Outreach Support that's based down here in the south um, around it's actually headquarters is over in the Royal Maritime Club in Portsmouth, and they lay on lots of different events for uh, veterans. Um, and and I've been across this afternoon to we have a um, uh, tea and stickies, and it's just a bunch of veterans get together, um, laid on by the veterans outreach support, and we we drink tea and. Have biscuits, and next week is is a Billy bonus because we get um, sausage and and uh, bacon rolls. So last last Thursday of the, the month is uh, is the old bacon and sausages. So without too much further ado, let's bring in my first guest. <laughs> hey, Jim, how you doing? Good evening. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all good. So looking forward I'm to the conversation. Okay, yeah, I've been listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Yeah, we had a little bit of chat before the show, and so we've, we've come up with a, a rough plan of what we're going to chat about. Um, so if you were to kick off then, Jim, and tell us a little bit about um, your experiences. Well, Tim, like, like I was telling you, I've, I've suffered from stress for an anxiety for but it's only been in the last five years that it's really come to a head um i i have very very bad documented memory issues um i i had meningitis as a child and um since then my memory has just deteriorated um which in itself, people can can cope with. What I found the hardest of it was that I used to go and get jobs. They would do tests on me, and I'd have IQ tests. Sorry, IQ scores that were right up the yin yang. I mean, really, really high IQ. I mean, I went to a top school in Edinburgh, but I could never hold a job down because my memory was rubbish, and People used to think I was just stupid, and that's that's one of the things that annoys me is people don't see they don't see anything wrong. There isn't a disability as far as they can see because obviously it's in your brain, and that, along with um, everything that's going on in your life, causes far more anxiety and stress. So your experience then, going way back, is that you you suffered meningitis, which has caused problems since um, yeah. with your memory. And I guess over time that's manifested itself no. into anxiety. And, um, absolutely, absolutely. They, they, obviously um, they, it's, it's based on your work um, positions. Yeah. Listen, I, I lost I lost more jobs than you've had hot dinners. 
And that is traumatic in itself, losing a job, one job. But when you've lost seven or eight, by the time you go to the ninth, you're already saying, I'll be lucky if I get through the next three weeks. So that, mm. and, and that's just where stress builds. And the worst thing with stress is it just keeps building. It just doesn't sit in the corner and go away. It builds and builds. Um, and you have to find a way of dealing with it. You have to find your way of dealing with it. Because one of the things that used to get me down was people would say, ah, well, I'll tell you what I do. Well, yeah, that works for you, but doesn't necessarily yeah. work for me. So I, I found different ways of dealing with it. One of the ones was writing a lot of stuff in the form of poetry. Um, mm. And to be honest, if anybody had ever said to me, you're going to write poetry, I'd say, yeah, thanks very much. Because I never believed that it was no, it was it was never one of the things on my 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 radar as being an important thing for me to use yeah, as a tool to deal with what's going on. But but it really worked. So what I'm saying is there are loads and loads of ways of dealing with stress, with dealing with anxiety. It might be that you like to go to the gym. That's that's another good one. Well, as you can tell by looking at me, I love going. <laughs> it used to. I, I used to be a gym queen once. <laughs> yes, I know, <laughs> Mister Adonis. There, you know. But yeah, it, it used to cause more. Yeah, I still. I used to sit there and go. Is anybody here? Right, quick, jump in. Um, hmm. But yeah, so I I found a way, and that was through writing. Um, all my feelings down. Yeah. And suddenly, slowly but surely, the black started to move backwards. And when it did that, the next thing I did was, obviously with Voss, I got in touch with other people because I'd kept myself. But while I'd been ill the last three years, I'd been very much on myself in the house. And if you keep it all to yourself, it's just, you're just bottling it all up. So when person... Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. You're Sorry. absolutely right. It, Good evening, it, Cheryl. It's whatever works for you, but it, it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't happen. That's the other thing you've got to look at. It just doesn't happen. If it did, none of us would be stress, suffering from stress. It takes time, and it takes your time to work through it. It does. To work on it. It will happen. I mean, I I I, I put, got myself into a mindset a a long time ago, of um, particularly over sort of things like worry. Yeah. And and I sat down one day and I just worked out that if I can't do anything about something, there is no point in worrying about it. If I could do something about it, then I could do something about it. And then I didn't need to worry about it. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's taken uh, quite a bit of time to to get that mindset. But I don't I don't stress over things. I don't worry about things. Um, if if something comes up as a bit of a concern, I think about it and then um, think through it. If I can do something, do it. If I can't, don't worry about it. Yeah. And 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 I think if if more people can 
can get themselves into that kind of mindset, it would save a lot of um, stress and anxiety uh, that then leads on to to depression. The hardest part, and it's very hard for us who have been maybe in the services, is you can't affect how stress affects you. The only thing Mm. you can do is sit back and let it happen. Let it work its way through. Yeah, that's a a good thing. I mean, Cheryl's just come up, um, but Tim, we want to control. Well, control is, is, is again, it's, if it's out of your control, it's out of your control, you can't do anything. If it's in your control, then you can do something about it. Um, And I think that, that looking at it, uh, like that, then it, it 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 takes a lot of mental preparation, a lot of thinking about to to come up with that way of thinking, that that way of analysing things. And I think if if people can actually do that, then far more people would suffer less stress, less anxiety, and less depression. But it, it, it's, it's a really point, difficult mindset to get in the first place. Yeah. I think Cheryl's point is, is really well made because we came through um, an era where we believed everything was under our control. We, we could actually affect our life, whether we did the, the right things. We made our decisions. The problem with stress and the problem with things that happen in your life is you can't control it. If you could, it wouldn't be there. So everybody has um, that stress that affects them in different ways. It's learning to cope, like somebody said earlier, it's coping mechanism. And once you've found the coping mechanism, once you've actually recognized it's happening, because that's the other thing. Sometimes you're so far into it that you don't recognise it's happening. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think one of the things that we want to try and bring out. Yeah, one of the things we want to try and bring out this evening is um, to recognise in in either self or somebody else that is suffering from. Um, anxiety, stress, or depression, or all three. I mean, they can all be there. Yeah. And if, if, if I think that's the first step is to is to recognise that you've got a problem to start with. Once yeah. you've recognised that, then then there's a way forward. Um, and we'll come on to the way forward in a bit. But um, I think the, the the initial is is just recognising that there's an issue to start with. And it's like all all things. I mean, it's like addictions. It's it's recognizing that you've got a, a problem. Once you've once you've identified you've got a problem, then you can do something about it. You can deal with it. And I think that's um, what we're looking at. Um, we've got some more comments popping in here. Um, so Catherine's just put in. Um, Perhaps it's better to think how can I control how I feel about it and how I do, I deal with 
with it and how yeah, it. it's making me feel and and behave. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then Cheryl's popped in. Um, self-discovery, self-reflection. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's another big key is, is, is understanding yourself. Um, and I think that's a, uh, one of the key things is, is, is understanding your own mindset, understanding yeah. how, how you feel at any given time, uh, how your, your mood is affecting not only yourself, but those around you. Um, and I think quite the fact often, that your mood, you just said another one there, which I think is really important. You have to listen to how it's affecting other people because you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. As far as you're concerned, yes, you're, you're acting strange, but it's fitting for that situation. And actually... In a lot of cases, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it took my family, my my daughter, my son, and my wife to basically say to me, you know, you don't realize how horrible a person you can be when you're in one of these moods. And I didn't realize. I, I actually thought everything else was wrong, and I was the only one that was right. So the idea of self-discovery and self-reflection Absolutely right. You have to look inwards first of all before you can look outwards for help. Um, you've got to make sure that you're not the cause. And nine times out of ten, we are. And then yeah. it's just a case of dealing with it and how we how we actually deal with that. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the, one of the biggest keys to take away is. Is if things are around you um, causing problems for other people, and other people recognise that it's you that's a problem, and they say something to you, um, I think then it's, it's it's time to sort of take that step back, that condor moment, you know, in the old Hamlet, and yeah, uh, yeah. and just uh, reflect on on how you're feeling at that particular time and what effect which is easier said than done on when you're, people. Which is easier said than done when your yeah. feelings are spiralling down through the, uh, you know, through the sink. And it's very difficult to do it. And it's the recognition that once you find it, and just for that yeah. second, I, I found that the breathing exercises thing, funnily enough, worked. It didn't at the start because I didn't believe in it. Mm. But I found that if it was getting that bad, just doing the old, and then taking two or three more breaths, and and then suddenly I was, you know, you, you're thinking properly again. Yeah, I think I think one of the key aspects to all of this is is the effect that you have on other people, and then when you're going into that dark place. That, that, that when you when you when you really starting to get into the dark depression, um, it's very difficult to drag yourself back out of that. It's very difficult to to listen to somebody telling you that you're the problem or that yeah. you've you've got the issue. It's not them, and I think yeah. that's that's where 
depression leads on to to, to more serious things. Um, no, it does, without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheryl, you're right there again. I don't know how to, I can't reply to you, but um, well, at least I don't think I can. No, I can't. But you're absolutely right, Cheryl. Um, yeah. And no, it, it's just popped that up. It, it says there, our, our action. Yeah. It's, and that is the problem, is it's almost like um, you're reacting without, you're not in charge of it. Yeah. You're not in charge you, at that moment. You haven't got control. That's <laughs> you've right. Lost, you've lost that control that we were talking about. Yeah, and you've just let your earlier. mind and body take control of you. Yeah. So and it, it, it's all right. Yeah. So thanks, Jim. Um, okay. I'm going to drop you down now, and I'm going to bring in uh, my next guest. So uh, okay. thanks, and we'll we'll bring you back in shortly, and we'll have a, a freeway conversation. No on problem, this. no problem, Tim. Thank you, mate. It's nice to, see, in a, nice to see you in a few minutes. All right, bye. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's a big thank you. <laughs> so I'm now going to bring in my next guest, and we, we're going to look at... Um, coping strategies and stuff like that. So, <laughs> hang on, get inside the next one. <laughs> Good evening, Valetta. How you doing? Or Valita. <laughs> get, get the pronunciation right. <laughs> Terrible with, with discussing things. Um, yeah, so we, we had a little bit of chat before and we were looking at how how you can seek help, how you can find the uh, the coping strategies to to get you out of this anxiety, stress and depression. Now, I know that you've been through the, the bill, um, through the depression and stuff like that, and, and, and you've come out the, the back end of it by seeking help. So what, what did you do? Um, what was the catalyst that got you the help that you needed. Oh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I've got you muted. Give us a second. Oh, hang on. There he is. <laughs> Testing. Right, you should be back in now. Testing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I back on it? <laughs> That's You're a bit in. worrying, that mute button that you've got there. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. It's it's because anyway for for some reason it doesn't. It, 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 you've got both people talking at the same time, and if they're in the background, you still still hear them. So I had to mute you because you were chatting to the dog. <laughs> Just um, I heard what you said. Just going back slightly with what Jim was saying, that recognizing that you ha- have a problem. I felt in a better place to um, help someone with that exact problem and um, they just didn't recognise that they had a problem. Um, Now uh, I feel that I'm in a better place with how I am and how I deal with, um, with my depression and anxieties and um, my um, PTSD. 
Um, but yes, I it's been a long road. I am um, in a much better place. And uh, I didn't realise I had anything wrong until my counsellor pointed it out to me. Um, so that was good. That was good. But I've had a lot of help with my doctor and it's and with um, PTSD resolution, rock to recovery, friends and family. So it's all been very positive and slowly but surely uh, it's helped me um, with me volunteering and um, I was involved with a, um, a charity called Ripple Pond uh, who helped me and I wanted to give something back. So I am now a, um, a coordinator for this region down in the southwest to help other vulnerable ladies. It's more so for ladies who, whether it's in the military, their, their other halves are in the military or not. Um, and it's, I find that very satisfying and um, that I can actually help other ladies in some way, however small, or point them in the right direction. Because during my journey, I re reached out to many, many different charities and people. And so you sort of know who is better and who isn't. Um, but, yes, that, that was very helpful. And um, I got approached by a friend in Safa to see if I wanted to be a caseworker for this region. And... Um, so I did the course and it focused my mind and um, I was accepted on to be uh, a caseworker. So it's lovely that I go out and help volunteers, uh, oh, sorry, help other veterans um, with things they might need. Um, so, yes, that, that sort of, that, that helps focus me really um but when I'm at home I find um doing art I, I like art and I like to draw and I have my therapy books so I color in and that sounds very childish but I do like coloring in um I also work um I've gone back into work so that helps me a great deal and I work from home and I have two lovely dogs, a boy and a girl. They're both rescue um, and they are lovely. And they are my therapy dogs. Um, I think dogs are very therapeutic. And um, they only ever show love. They don't ever want anything back. Um, they just want love. And so, you know, it's just lovely. They don't tell you off. They don't run you down. Uh, they don't criticise you or anything like that. Um, you know, it's just lovely. So, yes, I've found different coping strategies. And, um, I mean, you know, British Legion have been very helpful and um, 
I've just actually uh, been in contact with um, Bravo 22, who um, accepted me onto their course and they do art for therapy. And I'm so pleased um, that uh, I'm able to take part in these courses for art. So I look forward to starting that as well. Um, I think if you want to find a way out of the abyss, you can. It's not always easy. Uh, and it's, you don't always have, it's not always good days. Um, you always try and put on a good face. Um, but there's sometimes you just want to be on your own and you don't want to talk to anyone when you're having a bad day. But when you're having a good day, you get out there and I've made loads of friends and, you know, it's sort of nice that I can go and have a cup of tea or whatever I want to, but it's no pressure. Um, you, I think, like Jim says, everybody has their own coping strategies, but it's recognising that you have a problem, but sometimes you don't know you have a problem and you need help. Um and it's accepting that help as well, I think. If you accept that help, you, you've overcome a huge hurdle and you can then build from there. Um, there are many, many different types of depression and PTSD and anxiety. As I found out with a lot of these groups and charities and that that I've um, been involved with and um, I am very proud to be part of the poacher family uh, and the amount of friends that have um, not stuck by me but they still welcome me as part of the family I only joined that through um my marriage um but it's just lovely that we are you know i hope my other half as well as accepted still and looked after by the poachers as well um and i have made lots of friends uh including Mm. you tim and and rowena so that's lovely absolutely Um, yeah and look forward to different things that go on um yeah so i think i hope um, you know, everybody has their dark days with things and, you know, especially where people have to deal with someone passing away or yeah. somebody leaving or anything like that. It's it's a different trauma in itself. And I think the most important thing is if you've got family and friends as well around you, yeah. that helps immensely. Um, I mean, my... Um, family, sister-in-laws and and friends, very close friends, and and they just have been a godsend, really. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. There we go. We've got, got a question coming in. Let's just pop that up. Yeah. Take- so well, says, okay, how, Cheryl. How did you take I, it? Yeah. Uh, um, I I won't go into it uh, because it's it's too p- 
personal, really. Um, I was shocked. I was in total disbelief um, that there was anything wrong. It probably took six or eight sessions for it to sink in that um, there was a problem, um, not on my side, um, obviously. But, yeah, that was it really. So let's let's just have a a chat about animals. Um, I mean, we've got Artie the ship's cat. And the type of cat he is, he's, he's a British short hair and he is, um, it's on his terms. He, he's, he's like most cats, but even more so. Um, he, <laughs> he, he, he'll come and sit next to you. He won't sit on you. He's not, he's not one of those cuddly sort of cats, but he'll, he'll come and sit next to us of an evening. Um, in fact, he's just walked in um, and, and just walked out again. Uh, sometimes he jumps up on the desk here, and uh, and, and he'll just lay down <laughs> and flake out beside me. But that's just a sign of love. <laughs> um, but that's 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 a cat, and and he, he does like his ears scratching and he, and a, a chin rub. Um, but he lets you know when he's had enough. And then cats Hudson, are more independent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 a fabulous cat. He's famous. I mean. <laughs> People don't I know he is. How, I know how famous Mike yeah. is. Oh, I mean, he's, he's got he's, so many pictures out there. He's more famous than you, Tim. I know. <laughs> I mean, he, he got a fourteen-page spread in the uh, "Saved from the Waves," which is the Royal oh, National really? Lifeboat Institution oh, wow. yearbook for two thousand and one. <laughs> he he was rescued. Apparently, <laughs> he slept through most of it. Um. And then we've got Hudson Hill. Uh, he is a, a border terrier. He's coming up for about eight months, um, and he's a proper proper terror terrier. But he's a cuddly oh. little dog. I mean, he, yeah. He, sometimes he's too cuddly. <laughs> He'll come and sit I remember Weena telling me when you got him as a puppy. Yeah. So he, he's uh, and he's brought an awful lot of joy, and I think that's. I mean that that undying sort of um, love and affection that animals bring is 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 pure. It, there's there's nothing attached to it, and um, they are great relievers of stress. Um, if I mean for somebody that, that, that is suffering, we had um, I had some guys on a little while ago from um, Service Dogs UK, and these service dogs are to help. Um, veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. What these dogs do is they recognise in 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 their owner that they're going into one of their sort of um, sessions. They're getting anxiety, whatever, and these dogs then uh, leap in and and calm them down and and bring them back. But it takes about a year to get these dogs trained up to be to get accredited, and once they've got their accreditation. They got the same rights as um, guide dogs for the blind, I which is a great that, charity. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, pets can help with with that as well. Um, but the coping strategies that that you can get from from peer led stuff, 
uh, from peer-led um, self-help groups, volunteer groups, is it can be immense. So um, when we bring Jim back in, we'll, we'll talk about VOS, which is the Veterans Outreach Support that we've got here in, in, in this area, um, which does a lot. Um, hopefully I'm, I'm going to get them on uh, in a not-too-distant future to talk about the work that they do, how it was set up, and um, and what they give veterans. So, should we um, look at bringing um, Jim back in? Absolutely. Right, here we go then, stand by. So, <laughs> thank you, Valita. Valita. <laughs> get it right. I'm terrible with names. Um, so, let's, let's bring them both back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just just one point on dogs is is that um, you have to <laughs> you have to get up. Yeah, they they make you do stuff when when you really That's don't it. want yeah. to. Um, so yeah. they want to go out. Like you're gonna up, have to get up, and you want to get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have so. to get up. If you don't feel like getting up, they make you get up. Yeah. Mm. Oh, hang on, I've got Jim on mute. <laughs> Let me unmute him. Have you let you unmute me? Thank you. Yeah, I've every unmuted day, you. Every day they're just smiling at you. Yeah. They're just so happy to see you that it boosts your your um, self-confidence and every. My dog was sat down here a little while ago. I've ignored him. Oh, no, he's here. He's right below me. He's right down <laughs> below me. A little westy. He's getting dead now. Now it's that time of day for him. But their love, their love is unconditional. Yeah, you know, and and it's the same day in, day out, day in, day out. Doesn't matter. Dogs are really. They're, they're, that's why they use them in the hospitals. Yeah, yeah. we got we got a few comments Thank coming you. in here. Just gonna just gonna pop up a few comments. Uh, so Cheryl has said that. Uh, the earthquake uh, that happened in Turkey uh, just before uh, dogs was uh, a dog was about uh, a, a dog, but something was wrong. Animals are so aware of what's going on around them, um, and dogs dogs are barking. I missed that. <laughs> and then and then Chris Chris has said uh, dogs are wonderful. I have a pet. I have pets as. Therapy dogs, uh, yeah, and they can be so therapeutic. They can be annoying as well at times. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No, they they are fantastic. Um, and I, have you ever have you ever woken a dog up and it be angry? No. <laughs> if you don't sleep and you wake it up, the first wake thing it does is be angry. <laughs> You know what I mean? They do, really. Like I mean, they do dream. Dogs do dream, don't yeah. they? You see them, you know, scratching yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dog, my dog, when he's dreaming, it makes little whimpering noises. And it's so <laughs> funny to watch him. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they never wake up with a bad, or angry with anyone. The first thing they do is smile at you and they want a cuddle. The tails yeah. are wagging. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, wake a, wake, wake a cat up and it gets a little bit um, peer times. <laughs> Chris Fry's just said he's taking his dog into the hospital in care homes and they bring so much joy. I was actually in QA and somebody brought the dog in to the, the ward and everybody in that ward was smiling by the time it went out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't underestimate how good they are. You really can mm. Yeah, um, I've so, taken Muzzy into my mum's care home, and they all love him. Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mum, mum yeah. misses her dog, so when she sees Muzzy, she loves him. <laughs> well, they, they love it as well, though, because they love getting the attention, don't they? Yeah, love the attention, and uh, and it, it it's reciprocated. It's wonderful. <laughs> So we're going to have a look at what um, Voss do for for veterans in this area because that's that's what uh, how they um, helped you out, wasn't it, Jim? Yeah, and and now I'm actually um, one of the Voss volunteers. So I run uh, once a week. We have, uh, in fact, it was this morning between eleven and twelve. We have uh, an online call. Um, and it's just basically people come along and have a laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just to have a, somebody, a little chat, uh, and it's, sometimes it can get quite blue, but nobody minds because we're all ex-service. <laughs> and, and you know what, we know what the track's all about, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's there's not one, just what Vox do. There's one Vox particular individual that drags the conversation down. And it's not me. Yeah, there's always one in there. It's usually me or Trev, but um, yeah, it. They do a lot of really good work, really good yeah. work. Yeah. Um, once a month they have on. I think it's the first Wednesday of the month. They yeah. have a meet uh, a, a, a big meeting down at the. Sorry. It's it's a drop in, isn't it? Yeah, the drop in down at the the old home club, the Royal. Sailors Rest or whatever it's called. Yeah, now. the Maritime, Royal Maritime Club. Maritime, that's it, Royal Maritime. And it really is worth going to because they have 30, 40 different agencies come in and sit in this huge big area. And if, if you just want to go and chat with somebody, you go along have a chat and then they'll tell you what you can do. Like, They've got one bunch there that do beekeeping. They, you know, they, they enjoy people coming along. You can come along and volunteer with them. They'll take you beekeeping. Um, there's others that are, you know, candle making. There's there's just so many different things there. That if you're not going to these things, you're not aware of. Yeah. And, and it's not just for the veteran. Good. It's for the spouse as well. That's which right. Which is really good. Yeah. So, so. If if the spouse is struggling, um, there's somebody always there to help them as well. It's not just helping the veteran. Yeah. Um, and they lay on different events, um, like this this coming weekend, uh, Sunday, I think it is, there's a trip out on um, 102, which was one of the um, patrol vessels that goes around the yeah. the, the, uh, the, um, the harbour. So it's a harbour patrol vessel one that the RAF used to use. Um, so they've organised uh -huh. a trip out for some people on that. Um, back in October, we went out on gunboat 81, 
which is one of the fast uh, motor gunboats, motor torpedo boat. Uh, and we did sort of 30 knots up to cows and back. It's the quickest I've ever been to cows and back. <laughs> um, but they, they lay on other stuff. There's, there's candle making, there's, um, what do they call it, um, skittles and snor- snorkers. Uh, one yeah. night a month. The candle making seems to be very, very popular. You know, yeah. I, and they do painting as well, by the way. Yeah, they do there's painting. a painting group, so they get painted yeah. in. And there's and, models and for there's veterans as well. Sorry? Model making. There's model making, I think. Model. Yeah, yeah. So all these things to, to help people, and particularly with a drop-in, um, so they've got all these different agencies from um, the likes of um, SAFA, RBL, Veterans UK, AA, um, Service Dogs UK are in there, um, and a whole host of other agencies that that are out there that um, are helping veterans. Um, Absolutely. And... And something a lot of people don't know, there, there are roughly around about 2,000 charities out there directed specifically, specifically at the, the service community, which is a lot. Well, um, if anybody's interested in coming along and getting on to the um, Thursday meeting, which is at 11 o'clock, if you let Tim know your email address, I'll get you put on to our um, email that gets sent out because although I'm in Voss, I am not allowed to have access to the Voss mailbox. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to have access to your email addresses, which which I get. But if you're interested, please let them know. And I will, if you put your email, um, yeah, I'll get your get email address and we'll get you into it, you know? It's real fun. It's good fun. Yeah. We, we, we I mean, only you don't have to, you, so you don't actually have to be in, in the in, in the Portsmouth Gosport area to join in the uh, the uh, no. joining with Voss. No. Um, there's a group over in the Isle of Wight, part of Voss. Uh, I've been over there to their drop in as well, um, and they have uh, they go to the Donkey Sanctuary and things like that that are organised. Um, but if you want to join in on on the on the Thursday. Um, Zoom call. Yeah. You can join in from anywhere. We 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 have a few yeah, people call in from from different areas. So we've got people yeah, up in so um, Aldershot. Yeah, that sounds so, interesting. I'd be interested in that, Tim. I'll drop you my email address. Yeah. Well, if anybody's interested, drop Tim your email, and then we will get you added on to the because there's a there's a Zoom group which is the one I'm talking about, but there's also a there's a, a mail group, there's a Facebook group and a few other things as well that they mm. put the um, link out on to say when we're going to be online. And the more people, the merrier, because it, it can be a good fun one. Oh, Once yes. you get used to donkey... Yeah, it's a bit of mickey taking. It's the humour. If you've ever thought of the expression <laughs> gallows humour, he's got gallows humour in spades. So, uh, <laughs> the other thing that's quite good, if if you haven't, uh, if anybody hasn't been, are the the breakfasts, the breakfast. Oh, clubs. they're brilliant! There's yeah, I've been to one. Club everywhere. 
Yes, absolutely. It's, it's called and the Armed Forces and Veterans Breakfast Club. Um, that's yeah. it. Too. They're set up all over the country. I think there's about three or four in this vicinity. There's there's this this Saturday there's one at Sovereigns at Portsmouth. Um next Hailing weekend, Island. There's yeah, Hayley Island. Uh next weekend there's one at the R and A club in Gosport. Um and it's the same one on a Sunday at Eastley. Eastley's a really good one, it's really really friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's there's one That's over in the Isle of Wight as well. So there's lots of breakfast clubs, and there's lots of uh, chat with with veterans, and you can get a, a cheaper breakfast uh, and stuff like that. So that's another way of uh, being in touch. So it's really good. And, it, and through that, and through Voss itself, I've actually felt a lot of my anxiety and everything just. <laughs> You'll be most welcome, Cheryl. So <laughs> Cheryl's a, a great advocate for for the uh, for the channel. Cheryl has her own channel as well. She's uh, she deals in wellness, um, and she has a live show. Um, I think it's on a on a Wednesday. I keep missing it. <laughs> Pardon? Where did, where did she live? Because it says I need to fly over. Yeah, she's in America. Oh, all right. Oh, well right. Well well right. Well, that's great. I can say anything I like about Cheryl. Now she'll come around and box me. Hello, Cheryl. <laughs> 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 yeah, you come over. But you could join our little group in the morning on Thursday, Cheryl. We'll we'll send yeah. you an email if you give us your if you send us your that's, email address. Hello. That's that's, that's, that's eleven eleven o'clock GMT. Yeah. So I think yeah. Ger- Cheryl's on sort of the east east coast. So she'll be getting up early. <laughs> it's only about five hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's only five hours. It's, yeah. It's only, it's only a the, few the hours the difference. Other way yeah, the other way around, yeah. 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 So there's there's an awful lot um, that can be done. Yeah. Um, so the, the the first step in any journey is that first step, and and once you recognise that there's an issue, um, oh she's in Mount, Mountain Time, Idaho. Yeah. So so that's an extra hour. So it's about five o'clock in the morning there. <laughs> there is there is so a once, little thing there about recognition. Yeah. Acceptance. Yeah. I, I can't remember what the next step is, but it's to do with getting. It, it, it's uh, seeking getting help. help. Yeah. yeah. Seeking. That's it. Seeking help. And then repair. And, and, yeah. It's it's like um, lots of people with depression also have suicidal thoughts. And the message that we're trying to push out is it's okay not to be okay. And there's always, always help. There is always, always somebody Absolutely. that will listen. Um, and Can I just, um, there's say so many people out there to help. And this this is what, it's really difficult with somebody that's got sort of clinical depression, um, is suffering from anxiety and, and stress to, to 
to recognise that and they need to open up uh, and let somebody in to help. And I think yeah. that's that's something that's really, really um, is the first hardest step to take. It is, you see, is most people once, once you've recognised your once you've once you've recognised you've got a problem, it's then opening up and letting people in to help. Um, well, we've touched and, on this before, Tim, haven't we? About yeah. this, and it's. Um, I know you've got Samaritans out there, but sometimes it's then you know you've got this veterans need their own kind sometimes to understand. Yeah, support and, all together. You know, the Samaritans are all well and good. Uh, and they're very good for what they do. But sometimes if a veteran is feeling like that, they need to talk to another veteran yeah, uh, yeah. sometimes because they understand. And um, I know uh, when I've talked to Norman at Minds at War, he's very good. He um, is out there all the time. He does a lot of work with people who... Uh, have suicidal thoughts and and just generally, he's uh, just like another emergency service. Um, mm. So he's very good for for veterans. But yes, I mean it's that's. Um, I don't know how you ever um, solve that, really, mm. unless there's more awareness for. It's not just veterans, obviously, that commit suicide, but. No, but there's there's a the disproportionate need, amount think, of specialist help, don't they? Yeah. They need uh, a different kind of help to a civilian. I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does well, make right. a lot of sense. I mean, there's a disproportionate amount of veterans that are taking their lives at the moment uh, compared with the civilian mm. population, and it's only just recently that the the ONS, the op, uh, the Office of National Statistics has been recorded um, through the coroner's office veterans uh, that, have, that have taken their life. Um, yeah. So we're now starting to see those actual figures coming through that there's a disproportionate amount of veterans that are doing it. And there's, there's a lot of groups out there. There's one group that I, I did um, a, a few weeks ago, um, Forgotten Veterans UK. They yeah. do an awful lot. Uh, for guys, I mean, they'll, they'll turn never, up in, in the middle of the night to, to, to go and get a veteran and bring him in. Yeah. They're based over at Fort Cumberland. That's it. Um, uh, I was there. I was there weekend before last. They they just opened up. It, it's an old seventeenth uh, century fort, and uh, they've just been given two uh, extra ca- casements that they've they've done up. Um, done really nice and they've got bedding in there They've uh, where they can put veterans they've got um, help rooms where they can have veterans go in uh, and have one to one chats with, with specialist help um, it's, a, it's a great place and it's it's a it's a quite a busy old um, charity, it's all charity um, but they get lots of um, referrals from the local um, NHS and police um, pointing people in their direction and they do a, a, a lot of work with veterans that are um, having problems with addictions 
If, if a veteran's fallen on hard times, they'll help them out. If a veteran's uh, having to go to court, they'll they'll go with them. So there's there's a massive amount of work that these guys are doing um, yeah. to to help uh, a peer on peer help. Um, and it's a it's a it's a great place to go and visit to see the work that they're doing. But that's just right. it, Tim. A lot of these groups now are run by veterans because you don't find <clears throat> probably wrong, but not many civilians help. There's a lot of veterans out there wanting to help other veterans, which is brilliant. Um, yeah. I mean, you have all call signs which alerts people to somebody who's missing or whatever, which is really good. But is there a follow-up to that? Is there anyone who, from that, who finds that person, deals with them and helps them and understands why they went missing, things yeah, like that? Yeah, I think, you know? I think that's part of what um, the veterans, uh, Forgotten Veterans UK do. I mean, it, it's mm. all very much peer-led um, and... Uh, back in November, I when the ONS released the figures for veterans in in areas, I mean, Gosport and Fareham was the biggest concentration of veterans in the country. Off the back of that, um, ITV came and did a piece with Voss uh, over in uh, one of our meeting places, and, and I got to go on the TV uh, and tell my bit of the story. Um, that went out on that nightly national news of just after the news had gone out, a veteran contacted me uh, from the Midlands saying that he's, he's having some real problems and stuff like that. So I put him in touch with a, a friend of mine who's uh, an RBL volunteer. Um, he worked with him for a couple of weeks. My mate rung me up and said, look, his problems are a, a bit more than I can deal with. Do you know anybody else can help? Um, so I, I got hold of um, the guys over at Forgotten Veterans UK, gave him his number. They contacted him. This guy hadn't left his 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 flat for for over two years, and they convinced him that it was a good idea to to leave his flat, get on a coach, come all the way down from the Midlands to to Portsmouth for a weekend of peer-led help, which he did. Um, when he was down right. over the weekend, I went to meet this veteran and um, and, and since, you know, they, they've helped, he's been down a few times, um, but he's, he's had a, a, a major wobble and uh, unfortunately he's had to be sectioned. Um, so he's, oh. he's getting some more specialist help, but uh, as an inpatient. But that's off the back of that that one appearance on the, on the national television. Um, so that that charity has helped this guy. Um, unfortunately, I was, they're still in touch with him. They they were the ones that 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 um, got him admitted to to get the the extra help that he really does need. So there's there's lots and lots of other charities around like that. Um, and that's one of the good things about going to um, the the meeting over the in the yeah the dropping drop centres. Until you re until you go there, you don't realise how many there are, you know, yeah. and you don't even know if there's anything that can fit into your particular little niche. And they've got them. They've got everything. 
But yeah. I, I highly recommend the drop-ins. Mm. I, I, I go over every every month. Um, yeah, it's only, no, it's, only a, it's only a couple of hours, um, and uh, yeah, and it's generally just go over for a chat to, to whoever is there and and, uh, and coffee and a bit of biscuit. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go 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 for a wet 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 and a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> It's free. <laughs> it's been twenty free. Odd, no, it's been thirty odd years since I last been in the place, and I walked in. And I thought, my God, what have they done to this joint? It was yeah. crazy. Really done it up. It's lovely. So there's, 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 so I think the real upshot from what we're trying to say is that, um, that if you are struggling, if you are feeling down, then there are plenty of people to talk to. There's, yeah. there's always an ear that will listen. Um, and if you're that listening ear uh, and you, you, you approach somebody that you think uh, isn't coping too well and, and you open up that can of worms, <laughs> be prepared to sit and listen. Don't try and mug them off because you make their, their situation so much worse. No, you do. But the um, other thing that's important to get from what we've been saying is don't keep it to yourself. Yeah. Don't just sit and and let it get worse because it will. It will. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get it out of here, and the only way you can do that is by talking to somebody about it. And if a you problem yeah. shared it, is a problem halved. Absolutely. Mm. And that, I know it sounds corny. I, I don't mean it sounds corny to people who are who I've never met, but that's how it worked for me. The minute I yeah. was out there discussing it, the minute I did the stuff with Voss, it just all changed. I, I think it's, some, sometimes it's, it's easier to talk to a perfect stranger than it is to talk to a loved one about stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the other keys that we can look at taking away. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, looks like we're running out of time. Wow, where's the hour gone? It flashes by. It really does oh. flash by on a, <laughs> it's I'd like to be old um, Professor Slughorn with his um with his hourglass and <laughs> and it wouldn't run That'd out. put us under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, nice to meet you, Tim. Yeah, it was nice to meet you as well. It, it's been nice to be on here. I'm hoping to um do a few other things with Tim in the yeah. future. So um, because we really need, we really need to get this message out to people. Yeah. So, so Dave, Dave just put a, a message up. Um, definitely worth using the drop-in centre. Um, I have I have suffered with mental health for the last couple of years, and I can say having someone to talk to is a must. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave, for sharing that. Yeah, it's, it's, very much so. Um, so Catherine's popped in there. Um, thank you for sharing. Uh, yeah. That's all right. Hello, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah. From from being uh, an ex-soldier, I just bottled it all up uh, and just carried on. See, this is this is one of the things that we're trying to destigmatize. This is something we're trying to get. I mean, the the military are are taking it on board, but it is taking time to destigmatize yeah. it in the military. Um, and yeah, Cheryl, as always, 
absolute star. Thanks, Cheryl. Love. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. So we'll, we'll get Cheryl back on the show again soon. Okay. So, guys, uh, what can I say? Just thank you so much for for joining. If you want to hang about, we'll we'll have a quick wash up after. Yeah. Okay. Thank That's you. Cool. Tim. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. It's good to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Boom. Thank you. So, so there you go. That's uh, that's everyday conversations regarding mental health this week. Hopefully, you've found it interesting. Hopefully, if you are feeling a little bit down on yourself, you can recognise and hopefully it's helped uh, helped you through it. So, just a, a last couple of points. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the channel bef- uh, before. Subscribe now, hit the subscribe button. It's free. It doesn't cost a penny. Um, you can click the bell icon. If you click the bell icon, and I think it's click all, it it um, it notifies you when I go live. Um, don't forget to give us a thumbs up, uh, a like, and a love or whatever. The coffee, always never say no to a cup of coffee. And... Um, until next week, when uh, on Tuesday, if you if you go in for the live awesome quiz, if you pop that into um, into um, YouTube, come and join the quiz. They're a lot of fun. I think next week it'll probably be a general knowledge, and the week after might be uh, one to do with the Royals. You heard it here first. So uh, for now. From the old, uh, the Hill Manor, I'll catch you next time. So uh, next week, uh, another great week. I've got more guests coming uh, next week and then a few weeks after that. So we have more conversations uh, regarding mental health and bringing it to our everyday conversations. So until then, TTFN, ta-ta for now. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time... You can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.